0: everyone welcome back to spoken words and this is episode six and today we are going to be talking about a growth mindset and what is a growth mindset though and it was kind of weird when I first heard about that too because what I would think about growth mindset is only you're just learning a lot more and just uh, like growing you're more educational knowledge and so much something like that but no it's actually the true definition it would be individuals who believe their talents can be developed through hard work good strategies and input from others have growth mindset they tend to achieve more than those with a more fixed mindset individuals who believe their talents can be developed have a growth mindset. They tend to achieve more than those with a more fixed mindset. This is because they worry less about looking smart and they put more energy into learning. When entire companies embrace a growth mindset, their employees report feeling far more empowered and committed. They also receive far greater organizational support for collaboration and innovation. In contrast, people are primarily fixed mindset companies report more than one thing, cheating and deception among employees, presumably to gain an advantage in in a talent race. Researchers began to understand the link between mindsets and achievement. Turns out if you believe your brain can grow, you behave differently. So the researchers asked, can we change mindsets? And if we, and if so, how? This began a series of interventions and studies that prove we can indeed change a person's mindset from fixed to growth. And when we do, it leads to increased motivation and achievement. In the wake of these findings, growth mindset has become a buzzword in many major companies, even working its way into their mission statements. But when I probe, I often discover that people's understanding of the idea is limited Let's take a look at these three common misconceptions. Number one, I already have it and I always will have it. And I always have. People often confuse a growth mindset with being flexible or open-minded or with having a positive outlook. Qualities they believe they've simply always had. My colleagues and I call this a false growth mindset. Everyone is actually a mixture of fixed and growth mindsets and that mixture continually evolves with experience. A pure growth mindset doesn't exist, which we have to acknowledge in order to attain the benefits we seek. Number two, a growth mindset is just about praising and rewarding effort. This isn't true for students in schools and it's not true for employees in organizations. In both settings, outcomes better outcomes matter unproductive effort is never a good thing it's critical to reward not just effort but learning and progress and to emphasize the processes that yield these things such as seeking help from others trying new strategies and capitalizing on setbacks to move forward effectively in all of our research the outcome the bottom line follows from deeply engaging in these processes in number three just espouse a growth mindset and good things will happen. Mission statements are wonderful things. You can't argue with lofty values like growth, empowerment, or innovation. But what do they mean to employees if the company doesn't implement policies that make them real and attainable? They just amount to lip service. Organizations that embody a growth mindset encourage appropriate risk-taking, knowing that some risks don't work out They reward employees for important and useful lessons learned, even if a project does not meet its original goals. They support collaboration along uh, organizational boundaries rather than competition among employees or units. They are committed to the growth of every member, not just in words, but in deeds, such as broadly available development and advancement opportunities, and they continually reinforce growth mindset values with concrete policies. Even if we correct these misconceptions, it's not easy to attain a growth mindset. One reason why we have all our own fixed mindset triggers. When we face challenges, receive criticism, or fare poorly compared with others, we can easily fall into insecurity or defensiveness. A response that inhibits growth our work environments too can be full of fixed mindset triggers a company that plays the talent game makes it harder for people to practice growth mindset thinking and behavior such as sharing information collaborating innovating seeking feedback or admitting errors to remain a growth in a growth zone we must identify and work with these triggers many managers and executives have benefited from learning to recognize when their fixed mindset persona shows up in what it says to make them feel threatened or defensive most importantly over time they have learned to talk back to it persuading it to collaborate with them or they pursue challenging goals it's hard work but individuals and organizations can gain a lot by deepening their understanding of growth mindset concepts and the processes for putting them into practice it gives them a richer sense of who they are what they stand for, and how they want to move forward. How can we create a growth mindset? Tip one, reflect on the positives. It's easy to get caught up in the negative thinking when you're used to setbacks. Shift the focus from what's going on or what's going wrong to what's going well. Tip two, ask for support. Needing help and asking for it isn't a show of weakness. Self-advocacy is about creating solutions instead of just struggling with challenges. Tip 3. Embrace the process. Emphasize the steps that lead to a result, not the result itself. The point of a growth mindset is to learn and to improve, not to achieve. A big part of having a growth mindset is not letting setbacks keep you from working to improve. It's important to remember that setbacks can actually provide a way forward. A key to making progress and moving forward is self-advocacy. Speaking up when something isn't working and asking for support can lead to solutions and that can lead to improvement. Self-advocacy develops over time. Kids can start learning and practicing the skills at a young age. The earlier that happens, the better. But people can build self-advocacy skills at any age. What is self-advocacy, though? It's an ability to help communicate what your needs are. Self-advocacy also creates independence, and it empowers people to find solutions to problems that others might not be aware of. Self-advocacy has three key elements. Understanding your needs, growing what kind of support might help, and communicating these needs to others. Everyone can learn to self-advocate. As with any valuable skill, it takes time and practice. The first step is to become more aware of your strengths and challenges. Ask yourself, what am I good at? Where do I struggle and what do I look, what do I like and not like? You also need to learn about different tools and support that can help and how to ask for them. This comes naturally for some people once they know their challenges. For others, it may take time to get the courage to speak up. Creating a growth mindset will help you achieve more and get where you want to be, help you focus and set your priorities in line. Without it, we won't know who we really are. And that is it for today on episode 6. And I hope you learned something from this and will take it into knowledge. Well, that would be it for spoken words today. Have a great time.